Krista Raymer. Nice to see you again. Hi, Jay. Nice to see you too. Um, this is going to be great because we've gone through a whole series of these where we've talked about a, a whole bunch of things as they relate to cannabis retail, which is your expertise. Well, cannabis retail, but can, uh, retail um, writ large and um, attract, retain, and, and build is like mm -hmm. my new mantra that is important to everybody's business, but especially to retail, especially when it's more competitive. And we're talking at a time that is like hyper competitive. Right. I didn't go back and check, but when we first connected a couple months ago, there was, I don't know, maybe 35 retailers in Ontario. Mm -hmm. We connect now the beginning of September and there's 125, 150, like it's going up every week. It's going to go up faster yeah. and faster. Today, I want to talk to you about merchandising, both uh, in-store and online and how that can differentiate. Can we do that? For sure. Yeah. No, you know, what's funny is when we first started this, I think that there were actually 41 stores. 41. Yeah. 41. It seemed like a lot more than 25, which was the, the number slightly before that, but yeah. it's certainly not where we're going to be. We're going to be at something like 400 soon and up mm -hmm. uh, in Ontario and add that to the hundreds in, in Alberta, the growing number of in BC. And I guess it brings up the point, like, we've talked about ways these folks are differentiating between how they staff up, how they build out their facility, you know, their store um, from a sort of flow perspective. But what does it mean to you when you say you have to merchandise the product you have well? I, that's a huge question. I know. Um, I think it's really important to remember the visual merchandising has been around in retail since we started selling products in brick and mortar spaces. And so they're kind of before COVID and now back again, the brick and mortar space is really important to telling the story to the customer about the product that you sell and how easily you can sell it. And so visual merchandising now can be leveraged to not only attract customers with how we think about the front window looks or how well the product is organized on a website, but to retain them in terms of converting them into customers. So if we start to look at click-through rates on websites and how often a cart is abandoned, um, really honing in on the visual merchandising piece can help improve those metrics. And then lifting spend. Ultimately, um, visual merchandising is there to help the product tell a story or to create a space for like a bud tender, for example, to walk you through exactly what those things are. Now for it to work effectively, the product needs to be organized in a way that makes sense to the customer and makes sense to the bud tender or the team member in store so that the story can be told to the customer and induce a transaction, a transaction that might've been a little bit higher than what the customer had originally intended. And that happens all in a really timely way. So visual merchandising is the whole story piece that brings all of the pieces that we've previously spoken to together. Yeah. It's so important. And as you say it, I've been to all, I've been in my share of stores, let's just say, over the past couple of months, prior to that, for a very long time. And it, and it strikes me that many of the stores, even though they have basically the same products, well, actually the same products, they've organized them completely differently. Some say all the vape pens are over there, all the dry flour in a pre-roll form is over there. Now all the beverages are here, types of things. But um, some are just saying all the brands, you know, they're, they're organized by brand, which is, I think, more confusing. But I, I assume, I assume, I want to ask you, that mm -hmm. thought has been given to some of these methods 
and practices about how to actually set up a store. What do you think is most effective or what have you seen that is really effective with the product array that these stores have? Well, I think it's important to first remember that visual merchandising should be for the customer that you're currently servicing or the customer that you want to service better. And so if we make the assumption that a about 80% of a business comes from 20% of the customers. It's those customers we really want to focus our visual merchandising on. It's also that piece that would define what the overall layout or organization of the store might be. Um, I think in the cannabis industry specifically, uh, we have seen a bit of a tendency to organize stores in a way that makes sense to either the owners or the team members who work in the store that doesn't always make sense to the customer. And so there is definitely a disconnect at times. But organizing the store all in the same way as every other retail store also doesn't have to be done that way. So there is definitely a uh, opportunity to look at the physical space that you have, understand where customers travel in the store. So really understanding those flows and patterns and then making decisions about where product goes. So, for example, there's a couple stores right now that are based out of Toronto that are thinking about the last minute add-on. So that's an, an, an addition piece. Those are the items that are usually a little bit lower in price point and are closer to the cash. Those pieces need to make sense for what your customers are purchasing and can change. And so visual merchandising plays a really big piece in not just how the store looks or how it's understood, but also how it changes and evolves as buying behaviors change and evolve and as product availability changes and evolves. It shouldn't be stagnant. It's, it's funny you say that because I can think of the past week, uh, how many Archie comics that I've bought because of the placement and the visual merchandising of Archie comics at grocery stores and Shoppers Drug Mart, um, as well as um, <laughs> chargers at Marshall's and winners like it's like those things are and i i know i should be thinking about it you must think about it. it must drive you crazy to go shopping because you're seeing all this up front but you really do think about your purchasing habits that towards cash lower price point just to pick up thing and it it you know but that's the 10 15 20 in a cannabis store that the i wouldn't say upsell but just a bigger basket that makes a huge difference yeah, and we know that the moment that a customer purchases more than two items from a store, they're like 75% more likely to continue to purchase there. So if the goal is to add physical pieces and make sure that it is relevant to the customer, we have to be really strategic with what those things are and what products go where. And so looking at your own sell through, there are so many things that we can consider, but product sell through and the margin of those products can play a big role in where those things are placed, how much of your branded merchandise is going home with the customer and what they remember when they leave the store. So it's one of those things where visual merchandising has a tendency to be like a, let's make the store pretty. Um, but there are a lot more analytics and strategy that can go behind it that ultimately you'll see the differentiation in the revenue. Yeah. And we've talked about that with Dutchie and some others. It's, it's, you, under, you have to understand the customers writ large. You have to understand the customers in your store. You have to look at that information and data in an ongoing way, set some metrics and KPIs and actually address those. And like on top of that, like, I guess within the confines of the store, 
where are they finding it? How are they finding it? Are they picking it up on the way to cash? All those things you guys do and think about. Yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's what we think about. And it's, it goes down to the little things like what are the price labels or what are the labels in store and are they consistent or do we pick different ones to highlight different products at different points like those are sometimes the details that get overlooked but we need to be able to communicate with the customer effectively and efficiently we already know that this customer is coming in with a lot of background information they've done a lot of research so now they want to be able to find that information and find the product efficiently in the store and ultimately like that's what we need to service so how do we get there by moving product around and making sure that it's in the right place at the right time yeah and and, and covid has uh, one way impacted sort of in-store shopping for sure but also in some ways created a better benefit because there's well the, the people there's fewer people in the store at one time but it also may take time to get through cash so there <laughs> there's some interesting opportunities that at least the stores that i've been to I don't think they're taking great advantage of that the way that like a Marshall's or a Winner's has or does. We've slowed the transaction or the time spent in store down a little bit by not having so many people in the store all at once. Another part of visual merchandising is like creating visual interest in the store to keep the attention in the store kind of like as long as possible. And so you, those winners and those Marshalls and Nordstrom does a really good job too of thinking about what product goes close to cash or where somebody might check out. Because we, we know that they don't always go to the cash desk in cannabis stores. And so where are those points going to be to incite the customer not just to spend on the product that they might have traveled to the store for, but something else that will be complementary to their purchase. Now, we have all been in that situation where we're like at a restaurant and your server is like, do you want cheese with that? Or can we add bacon on that? Or like, would you like garlic bread as well? And that is upselling that feels kind of like really salesy as a customer, not great. Visual merchandising though will help you cross sell. So making things that are relevant to the transaction. So if somebody is purchasing an accessory, for example, do we have cleaner in a place that makes sense so that we can sell it alongside? Um, and then do we have the product that goes along with that, the consumable? So like all of these things need to be in the right place at the right time. And for us right now, we look around the stores and it's like, products here and accessories are here and you have to go from one spot to the other. And it's not always the way that the customer actually travels the store. Yeah. Krista, I'm so glad that we connected because now I feel, well, A, I feel smarter, which I always like lifelong learning and all that jazz, but I also feel like the industry, and it's not necessarily their fault because, because how people shop in a legal cannabis store in Canada is, you know, only a year plus old. And even that, the sample size is relatively small, but now as we see uh, more mature customers coming in, we see more mature shopping habits from the consumers that they're in the store, and we see competition between the stores, mm -hmm. like these things will be the differentiator in aggregate, all the things we've talked about from staffing to physical layout to um, training to visual merchandising, all those things together really matter. And they will be the differentiator. And, and I don't want to, but I feel like we're going to see people who didn't understand what you're talking about, didn't take heed to those considerations, and are going to be in a spot really soon that 
they're either going to be coming to you or going out of business. Like I, I think there's going to be a, a crack, a, a breaking point where uh, stores that aren't thinking about all of these things in the total consumer experience aren't going to be doing great. Yeah, I mean, we've watched it in retail historically, and those patterns typically will probably show back up. We've already seen some of those traditional retail patterns show up in cannabis. I think we're at a point where the industry, in terms of what's happening in store, will move very quickly. The beginning, we had a lot of replication um, because that seemed to work. Um, but as we get further into it, you can define your own voice and test things, and we have enough information to know how, how far we can test. And, and so it's like we've been saying kind of our entire series is the store shouldn't be the exact same as the day that it opened. It needs to can always be changing and evolving with the customer. That doesn't mean to say that it whole, needs to look totally, totally different, but there's nuances and changes that we um, at Petrina Group and we're launching the visual merchandising piece of visual goods can help you figure out the best place and when to do that. Yeah, and even we've had this conversation over time that it, that even though you may be the same brand store and two different locations, each location may be different from one another based on the community, based on the customer, based on a whole variety of things. And that needs to be taken into consideration too. And I just think sort of visual merchandising, the way you've described it and how important it is, just clicks with anybody who's thinking about their own shopping habits. Great, well, I'm. it's one of those things that we wanna make easy, um, but it gets very complicated once you actually start to get into making those decisions. And so it should be something that I would encourage the entire industry to start looking into um, and ways that they can leverage it in their own stores to improve performance. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll post how to get in touch with you as we post this because it, it is really important. And, and then you think about all the regulatory stuff and people are like waiting, 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 waiting and spending, spending, spending some rent and other things. And then they're told to open and they just open, but to open like every other store with the same array, with the same setup, like it just seems like the thought that you could put into making that first, second and third customer experience really special is a defining moment. It totally is. And the relationships with the customers, we need to build a consistent base and very few stores are in a position where they can just go after all customers, especially as more stores open. So um, the visual merchandising piece, both in store as well as on a website will make a big difference. Well, Krista, as always, thank you very much for your insight expertise. And we will post how to get in touch with you as we post this as well. So thank you again, and we'll see you soon. Great. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Krista. <laughs>